Have you been stressed, anxious, or worried? Have you felt pangs of loneliness in recent times? Are you longing for greater connection with others in the world around you? In a phrase, are you looking for happiness? You are not alone. Millions of others are seeking this feeling of spiritual, mental, and physical wellness too. This podcast explores the underlying causes of unhappiness and shares with us the secrets of rewriting the frequent thoughts and redirecting the common behaviors that keep us in that state. Join forensic psychologist and best-selling author Dr. Nihal and her guests as they dive deep in the realm of psychological wellness and explore ways of finding happiness on demand. Hello everyone, it's Dr. Joe Nihal again and today my topic for our podcast is The Digital Paradox, Navigating the Impact of Devices on Human Happiness. In today's world, even my 94-year-old mother has an iPad and knows how to do an email. Can you believe this? And it's impossible to deny the profound influence of technology on our lives. From smartphones to smartwatches, laptops to tablets, our lives are intricately interwoven with these devices, right? They have transformed the way we communicate, work, and entertain ourselves. But amidst the convenience and connectivity they offer, it's essential to consider their impact on one crucial aspect of our lives, happiness. You guessed that, didn't you? The relationship between devices and human happiness is complex and multifaceted. Because on the one hand, these devices provide us with unprecedented access to information, entertainment, and social connection. They allow us to stay connected with loved ones across the globe. I can speak to Ruja, for instance, one of my colleagues in Thailand, and she can tell me about depression rising in Thailand in a matter of minutes. We have access at our fingertips, and we can pursue our passions with greater ease, can't we? Indeed, there's no denying the positive contributions of technology to our overall well-being and our happiness. However, on the other hand, the overuse or misuse of these devices can have detrimental effects on our happiness and on our mental health. Look, the constant barrage of notifications, the pinging sound, the pressure to maintain an online presence, and the addictive nature of certain apps can lead to stress, anxiety, a sense of disconnection from the real world. I've seen that in my practice. Moreover, excessive screen time has been linked to sleep disturbances, decreased productivity, and diminish slow social skills, all of which can impact our overall happiness and quality of life, right? So, here's the question. How do we navigate this digital paradox? How do we harness the benefits of technology while mitigating its negative effects on our happiness? Here are a couple of strategies that I've got to offer. Mindful use of your devices. Practicing mindfulness can help us become more aware 
of our device usage patterns and make conscious choices about when and how we engage with technology. Setting boundaries across and around screen time, taking regular breaks and prioritizing real-world interactions can help maintain a healthy balance. And that's important. And what about purposeful engagement? Instead of mindlessly scrolling through endless feeds, strive to engage with technology in ways that align with your values and goals. Whether it's learning a new skill, connecting with like-minded individuals, or pursuing a hobby, using technology with purpose can enhance your sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. And what about a digital detox? Periodically disconnecting from our devices can be incredibly rejuvenating. Designate tech-free zones or times during your day when you can unwind, reflect and reconnect with yourself and with the world around you. Engaging in activities such as reading, exercising or spending time outdoors can provide a much needed respite from the digital noise. I particularly like the outdoors, going outside and experiencing what Keltrick calls awe. Cultivate real connections. We're suffering from an epidemic of loneliness. So while technology facilitates virtual connections, it's crucial not to overlook the importance of face-to-face -face interactions. So invest time and effort into nurturing meaningful relationships with friends, family, and colleagues. These genuine connections are vital for our happiness and well-being, offering support, understanding, and a sense of belonging. And what about embracing digital wellness practices? Explore tools and resources aimed at promoting digital wellness, such as screen time tracking apps. That's a good one. Meditation apps like Calm or digital well-being features built into your devices. These tools can help you gain insight into your digital habits and make informed choices about how you use technology. It's like a client of mine who wrote down everything she ate and drank for one week and she was impressed at what she found. The same can be done with embracing digital well-being practices. So what I'm saying is that devices undoubtedly play a significant role in our lives today, and they're important. But we also need to be careful about the misuse of them. Not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, in other words. And then what about navigating the impact of devices on human happiness with a focus on telepsychology, which is my area. Let's delve into some of the positives and negatives of technology, especially in the realm of telepsychology. That's something I do, and I'm sure a lot of my colleagues do it as well, especially during the pandemic. It was vital because it increases accessibility, right? Telepsychology has made mental health services more accessible to people who may have difficulty accessing traditional in-person therapy due to ge geographical constraints, living in remote areas, physical disabilities, or busy schedules, or all of the above.
It allows people to receive support and therapy from the comfort of their own homes. And that reduces the barrier and the stigma to seeking help. Hmm? What about its convenience and flexibility? Telepsychology offers greater convenience and flexibility for both the therapist and the client. Sessions can be scheduled at times that are convenient for both the therapist and the client, eliminating the need for travel time and providing greater flexibility in managing your schedule. That's really a plus. And another plus would be anonymity and reduced mental health stigma. Some people may feel more comfortable seeking therapy online due to anonymity. It provides that, you see. Telepsychology allows people to access mental health support discreetly, reducing the stigma associated with seeking therapy in certain cultures and even in certain communities. Huh? So those are the positives, and then there are a lot more. And what about the negatives? There are technological limitations, you know. While telepsychology has made mental health services more accessible, it also comes with certain technological limitations, right? Because you can, it can range from poor internet connectivity, technical glitches, and privacy concerns. And they can impact the quality of the therapeutic experience and compromise the confidentiality of sensitive information. There's also the lack of personal connection. One of the primary drawbacks of telepsychology is the lack of personal connection that can occur during virtual sessions. Nonverbal cues and body language may be more difficult to interpret during a screenshot, potentially affecting the therapeutic alliance between the therapist and client. I, for one, prefer the personal contact because we miss a lot through the screen, but it's still better than nothing. And what about the digital divide? The digital divide is something that we need to look at. We need to be very careful about the digital divide because not everyone has access to technology or the internet leading to that digital divide in access to mental health services, socioeconomic factors, geographic location, and disparities in technology infrastructure can exacerbate existing inequalities in access to care. So how do we navigate this digital paradox? One, training and education. Therapists engaging in telepsychology should receive adequate training and education on the use of technology platforms, privacy protocols, and ethical considerations. And we all do that through our governing boards because that in helps ensure the delivery of high-quality care while safeguarding patient confidentiality. And then we can use hybrid models, I do, namely combining in-person and online therapy sessions. So that helps bridge the gap between the benefits of telepsychology and the importance of personal connection. So the hybrid model allows flexibility while giving us the one-on-one -on -one physical contact. The other issue is addressing inequalities. Efforts should be made to address the digital divide and ensure equitable access to telepsychology services for all individuals, regardless of socioeconomic status or geographical location. 
This may involve subsidizing the internet access, providing technology supports and resources to under, underserved communities, and offering alternate means of accessing care for those without internet access. So I guess in conclusion, what I'm saying is that telepsychology offers both opportunities and challenges in the quest for human happiness, right? By acknowledging the positives and negatives of technology and by adopting strategies to mitigate its drawbacks, we can harness the power of telepsychology to improve mental health outcomes and enhance overall well-being and happiness, right? Now, if you found this useful, share it with friends and family, subscribe to our podcast, and above all, send me your information and questions on joanatnehal.com. I'd be happy to respond. Bye now. Thank you for joining this discussion on happiness. We hope this helps to inspire you to lead a more joyful life. To dive deeper into the subject of happiness, be sure to check out Dr. Nihal's book, Happy is the New Healthy available as an ebook or hardcover. For additional resources, visit our website at drneehall.com. Until next time, stay happy.